Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beatstock SEO, and we have a special two-hour show today. Um, our show is on you know dealing with international SEO from two different perspectives, one from a non-American perspective, and in our second hour we'll be dealing with international SEO from an American perspective. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. It's been a uh, it's been a difficult week for many of us. Um, I'd like to introduce the guests that we have coming on the show, and then I have a few words to say about a, a couple different things. Um, in our first hour, we're going to be joined by David Harry and Terry Van Horn, both from the SEO Dojo. We're also going to be joined by Mikkel Demib Svensson, yeah, Mikkel uh, from Demib.com. And we're going to be joined by Tony Hutchcroft from firstonthelist.ca. And they're going to be talking about international SEO um, from a non-American perspective. In many ways, it's actually international SEO selling to Americans. <laughs> um, in our second hour, we have Dave Portney from Portent Interactive. We have Aaron Adders from Relevance.com. And we have Dave Schneider from CopyPress talking about working within the United States and selling to an international audience. It's, it's going to be an exciting show. It's going to be a very difficult show. We have uh, seven, maybe eight guests to go through the, on the entire show. And as I said at the beginning of the, uh, of the show, it's been a very difficult week for, for, for everybody. Um, the events in Boston, followed quickly by the events in West Texas, have um, you know, left... The world stunned and speechless. There's uh, there's not a lot one can say about Boston. As a matter of fact, there's very little one can say about Boston. And on behalf of uh, other web other web publishers, responsible web publishers, were maybe a lot of us should say a lot less about what happened in Boston. Our Hearts and thoughts, our tears, um, and our dreams go out to the people of Boston. Um, there was a piece in the New York Times the other day uh, that was titled, You've Messed with the Wrong Town. The authorities will catch whomever did this, be they domestic, be they foreign, be they right-wing, left-wing, whatever. It doesn't matter. It was an attack against all of us, no matter who you, who you are or where you sit. The authorities will catch these people eventually. The people of Boston are already rebounding, coming back. One of the toughest cities in the Union, one of the toughest cities in the world, and uh, one of the most extraordinary cities. So, at that, um, on behalf of Dave and behalf of our, of our guests, um, obviously our, our, our thoughts are out, out to Boston and to the, uh, to the first responders in West Texas. There is no casualty, no confirmed casualty count right now. Um, but just after, just as after um, other great, extraordinary, tragic events, 
our thoughts go to first responders and the uh, the dangerous world that they live in. <sighs> okay, there's not much more to say on either of those topics, but we'd have been remiss not to, not to mention either. Um, another kind of sad topic in the uh, in the news, although I gotta I gotta say, um, no deaths, no. Um, anyway. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to back away from the sadness. I'm going to talk about a news and business event, one that is very near and dear to all of our hearts, uh, and one that we've all been watching quite closely. Before uh, mentioning, before mentioning uh, uh, the company, yeah, you all know who I'm talking about, I want to, I want to note that I've spoken to many of the principals and many of the former staff members. I've spoken to um, the uh, management of the European divisions. And almost everything I've heard, I've heard under confidence. I am not allowed to cite any source, and Webmaster Radio has a policy of never reporting news from unsourceable or unsightable sources. So, I'm going to have to ask that the listeners... Um, I'm going to have to ask that the listeners just respect that... Uh, this is information that's come to me. I'm not going to say from whom I've gotten it. But, uh, but uh, as I understand it, this is the Blue Glass Saga as of Thursday, April the 18th. So Blue Glass is, or perhaps was, one of the most significant organizations in the history of the search engine marketing sector. They were an aggressive big play when they first formed in June 2010 as a partnership between Search and Social, 10E20, Lauren Baker, and Brett Custodis. The firm has quickly morphed into an even bigger player by bringing in SEO legends such as Greg Bozer, Dax Herrera, Michael Boniface, and Richard Zwicky, and by acquiring smaller firms in the United States, the UK, and in Europe. Now, for many of us in the, for many of us in the search marketing sector, the formation and rapid evolution of Blue Glass served as a wake-up call, screaming, bulk up or go home. My own company, and a number of others I can think of, was formed in reaction to, or, or, or informed by, the sudden and awesome presence of Blue Glass. By now, most listeners know that Blue Glass in the United States is in deep trouble. Most, if not all, of the great SEO rock stars have left the company. Rumors of a divided and angry management seeped out with increasing frequency. Um, earlier this week, Facebook and Twitter were abuzz with the very real news that the U.S.-based staff in Tampa, Florida, had been told on Monday that they didn't have jobs anymore. They were out of work, and they would, they would not be receiving their last pay package on time. And as I understand it, the uh, 34 members, sorry, 38 staff members in Tampa were all cleared to seek unemployment payments. Now, on Tuesday... Patrick Price, the managing director of EMEA von Blueglass, otherwise known as Blueglass Switzerland, released a remarkable YouTube video. The video was remarkable because it gave the first public look behind the veil of the Blueglass wall. In it, Patrick outlined the current situation with the U.S. operations, and he, uh, he also outlined a Hail Mary plan to save the company. Um, unfortunately, as it turns out, Due to arcane U.S. tax law, the transfer of shares from, from American owners to uh, your, their European partners, 
is um, they can't do it so easily. The reason for that is Blueglass UK and Blueglass Switzerland are both different. Uh, they're, they're, I'm sorry, all three are, are different entities. Blueglass in Switzerland, Blueglass in the UK are not Blueglass USA. They were partnered organizations, but they are separate organizations. It's important to um, it's important to note that because both Blue Glass UK and Blue Glass in Switzerland intend to continue doing business under the Blue Glass name. So, for the record, these guys were not part of the American management team. Now, Blue Glass America has three major problems it's looking at right now. The first is they have a conference in Los Angeles, the Blue Glass Experience or Blue Glass X, that's scheduled for next month. The second, they have a number of staff members who haven't received pay for, at the minimum, the last two weeks of, of, their, of their, their work, which was terminated on Monday. The third problem Blue Glass USA has is a client list that's not going to get serviced. As Patrick Price said in his video released on Tuesday, there's no money. Blue Glass USA is cash poor. So... That's the situation as it stands today. I understand that the Blue Glass Europe, so Blue Glass UK and um, Blue Glass in Switzerland, are working really hard to try to make the Blue Glass X conference in Los Angeles happen, as are the uh, many of the former principals from Blue Glass USA. As I understand it, the conference is slated to go forward, to go ahead, it's going to be a little bit different than, uh, than, than attendees might have expected. Um, I understand they're looking for sponsors. If anyone's interested, you know, this, this could be a whole Phoenix Rising sort of thing, so it might be an interesting sponsorship opportunity. I don't know. But that's the situation with Blue Glass. They're trying to get their conference back on track. Uh, it is for next month in Los Angeles. And um, as for the other two issues, the staff and the uh, existing clients, I know that both the former management in, uh, in America and uh, the two European blue glasses, I mean, they, they, they feel awful about the staff. Um, anyone I've spoken to has told me it was a priority to get those people paid. I don't know if that's happened yet or not. I'm sure we would have heard if it had. Um, and the last thing is the client list. I have no idea what's happening with that. I wish I did. I'd be, I'm quite curious. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's a lot of, sure you are, Jim. Uh, aren't we all? It's a lot of it's a lot of um, big ticket clients. However, those are big ticket clients that belong to an entity that still exists. Blue Glass America still exists as a legal entity. So, in the uh, sort of informal rules of the SEO world, they're off limits to all of us because you know you don't you don't take food out of a brother or sister's mouth. Um, so that's the, uh, that's the, that's the deal. That's where it's at. I don't want to get in, if, I mean, if you guys have any quick questions about it, that's cool, but I don't want to get into it too much, because as I said, I've been told a lot of things in confidence, and I, there's really not a lot more I can say without breaking confidence. Anyone? Okay. Excellent. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole either. Okay. We have, on the phone right now. We have David Harry from the SEO Dojo. We have Terry Van Horn, also from the SEO Dojo. I believe, although it hasn't been confirmed, that we have 
Nicole Demibs Fenson. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I was hoping to hear that. We have Tony Hutchcroft. And Dave, we just brought in another guest on, Chris Adams. Hey, guys. It's Chris here. Uh, Chris, where are you from? Here in Toronto, Canada. Uh, which company? G-Ship Labs. G-Ship. G-Ship Labs. There we go. Okay, so, Terry Van Horn, Mikkel Demibs-Fenson, David Harry, Chris Adams, and Tony Hutchcroft. We're talking about international SEO. For many SEOs, that means... Um, well, often it means selling to Americans or American corporations. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> or the UK, you know, UK and in, in the States, you know, primarily. Uh, right? I was going to note, or the UK, or as many of us are, you know, dreaming and hoping, selling to China in the future. Going down yeah, the list. Yeah, I've beefing up on my Mandarin lady, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Move to Terry, move to Mickle, Tony, and then move into, uh, to Chris. Where's your largest market besides besides your own country, Canada? Where's your largest market? Um, largest market for us is the U.S., and then after that, uh, Europe is uh, third. Okay, uh, Chris from G Shift. David, how about you, David? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, states in the and 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 Britain really, not even the U.K. in general, but. By and large, over the years, uh, the states and UK, even more so than Canada. I don't, you know, because of the position or whatever, the the way I market and, and what have you, it, it's always ended up just being the states and then the UK and Canada. My own country kind of down the road, you know. <laughs> just how it worked out. But yeah, those are the two primary ones, you know, the odd time in, in Australia and, and things like that. Again, it's a language issue too. How, how this is a, a job of words SEO. So how comfortable I am I in, in another language I may not uh, understand fully. You know, that, that brings to the logical guest, uh, Mikkel Demib Svensson. Welcome to Webcology. Where, where where's your principal market, Mikkel? Denmark. Okay, that's interesting. One wouldn't uh, Denmark is seven and a half, eight million people. No, not even close. Uh, we are uh, five and a half. Okay. Um, it's of Toronto. Um, yeah, Toronto is probably, uh, greater Toronto is probably eight to ten million people. Um, yeah. You have a good life. Um, you, have, you have property. you got two kids. You're clearly making a good living. Um, four and a half million person market is large enough to support yourself and other SEO companies? Uh, five and a half million. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it is actually. Um, it, most Scandinavian markets are, are, are very advanced when it comes to, to internet. Uh, the penetration is very high. Uh, the spendings are very high. Um, so so it's, a, it's actually a very lucrative market. And, and I would say this, the same thing is true for a lot of other small markets. Um, you know, it's... Um, there are, of course, big differences between being in a small market like this one and a big market like U.S., but the fact is that most American companies uh, and most American SEOs, they don't reach even a fraction of, of the big U.S. market. Uh, it's much, much easier in a, in a market like the Danish to, um, to be dominant, uh, of course, because there's much less uh, competition. Uh, let me give you an example. One of, one of the websites that I'm, uh, that I'm a co-owner of um, is, a, is a website that... Um, that is focused on, on, on women and pregnancy and small kids and stuff. Um, it wasn't a website that I started, of course. <laughs> My knowledge about, <laughs> about that is limited. But, but I'm hormone a, pills I, are working, huh? <laughs> but, I'm a, 
fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a, 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 I'm a partner in the website, but we we um, it, there's a there's a big uh, community there, a lot of articles and stuff like that. So it's a community community based uh, website. We've got a web shop and stuff like that. But we get um, roughly about one million organic visitors from uh, from Google alone. Wow. wow. So, uh, so you know, let's compare that to to, to similar you know websites, uh, small businesses in the US or the UK. How many did get you know a million visitors a month from Google? Of course, you know there are some that do, but there's definitely also a lot of them on bigger markets that don't. Uh, so it's just a, an example, you know, uh, and 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 it's uh, roughly uh, throughout the throughout the year. Uh, um, we roughly get traffic from about uh, one million different unique keyword phrases, and that's only in Danish, and that's only for a very segmented market. Um, so you know, I'm just, I'm just, you know, just an example of of how lucrative it can be if you're if you're dominant in a small market. This this website is very dominant in that market, but um, but still. Sorry for my ignorance. What uh, language is the site uh, in? Danish. Ah, uh, okay. Which so not a big Danish-speaking audience either. Well, no, I understand it. The Danish language is harder than any other Scandinavian language to uh, to understand, or at least to, to, to learn. It's, very, it's, it's a very precise language. So, you know, perhaps the lack of other Danish speakers makes that an easier market for for you to approach. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 as I said, the, the competition here is, of course, much... Um, much lower, um, but still, it's how to explain it. It's 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 um, it's still relatively uh, competitive. Uh, the market here, because uh, as I said, the penetration is high, the professionalism is high. So, I mean, if you look at if you look at a, a, a big market like the U.S., there's a much higher percentage. I'm sorry to say, of 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 really bad websites, really really. Uh, <laughs> Quality SEOs, and you know, so so, and 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 so, even though we have fewer people, the, the competition is actually uh, quite uh, quite high. Um, but all, all other things being equal, it is a smaller market. Uh, there is less websites and less SEOs to compete with. Tony Hatchcroft out there on the west coast in Vancouver, British Columbia. Where are do you, do you serve a primarily domestic? Do you serve um, an American market, or are you? You know, part of Canada's gateway to the Pacific. Are, are, are you serving a, 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 an Asian market? Okay, we well, might. I could, I could use an accent or something. Uh, oh, we we are actually in Montreal. <laughs> okay, no, I think we lost him. I don't know. Okay, let's talk to Terry. Terry, I know you're working. Uh, you're working a little bit with the dojo and a little bit as an independent SEO. Where are you? Where are you hunting? Like, where are you look for clients? Where do I look for clients? Don't look. They come to me. <laughs> I don't need a lot, so, and if I have to, usually the clients that you get off the web are a waste of time. Okay. Nine times out of ten. Referrals is your best bet. Uh, Get a lot of work through the dojo, and I also work for agencies, one in particular right now, but little this, that. One of your strategies, being in a smaller market, uh, it has been to open the SEO dojo, to open a, uh, a knowledge shop, so to speak, and to sell your no- your expertise by giving your knowledge. Yeah, well, 
And like a lot of people, you speaking at the SES, I think, Terry, you always yeah, lose I, a good lead or two out of that. And Oh, yeah, we, we got some advertising and stuff from uh, the, I appeared at uh, SES and got a couple of clients as well. And I got a, a client the other day from articles that I wrote for uh, Canada One. Okay. Um, I'm, oh, my goodness. It's, you know, it's 20 after the hour. I'm uh, being told by the studio we got to take a break. I had no idea that uh, that we'd gone this week. Stick around, guys. We actually have some really good questions. It'll be a rolling conversation in a few moments. we got to take a break here on Webcology and Webmaster Radio at FM. So on behalf of Dave Davids from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology and Webmaster Radio at FM on the 18th of April, 2013. Stick around. We have some fun questions coming up. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 17th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 31st, 2013. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at page1power.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is Authority Lab. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 18th of April, 2013. We have an international panel on today. It is a large one. We have David Henry from the SEO Dojo, Terry Van Horn, also from the SEO Dojo, Mikkel Demib-Svensson from Demib.com. Tony Hutchcroft from firstonthelist.ca and Chris Haddon from Chief. Um, five of our guests are in Canada. One of our guests are in Denmark. And we're talking about international SEO, uh, either marketing to a much larger market or marketing from a smaller market. Uh, Tony, we tried to jump to you, but I guess uh, somehow during our jump we fell off a cliff and we had lost you. Yes. Where is the primary market? I'm back. Where, where, where is your primary market? I'm sorry, would you say that again? You broke up. Where is your primary market? 
Well, uh, we've been around for since 1997, and for the first decade or so, our primary market was the U.S., and over the last uh, four or five years, we've been concentrating mostly on the Canadian market because things have changed. Okay. Um, I, I, I imagine you're talking about the American economy. The American economy and Canadians seem to be more open to and not as skeptical about SEO now as they were, you know, 12, 15 years ago, 10 years okay. ago. Um, Terry and David. I'll say, Chris and David, um, you're also working in the Canadian market. Did you notice a shift uh, following the, the market crash in 2000, in late 2008? Did you notice a shift in American clients? Nope. Got more. No. Actually. Yeah. I, 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 you know what I mean? Like everything took a bit of a downturn. You know, and things were leaner. And Terry and I have always joked that with any kind of big names SEO that, you know, disappears from the blogosphere for a couple of for like a year, you can tell when they're, you know, times are tough, they start writing again, <laughs> you know. Um, you know, oh, I haven't heard from him in a while, uh-oh. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think we saw a major shift. It, 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 like, things downsized like it did for everyone. But I think I, to, to something he was saying before is Canadian clients have always traditionally, you know, SEO is a bit of an afterthought, you know. they always We have lagged behind. You find yourselves having to educate them, I think, a little more than you do the, the U.S. clients on SEO a lot of times. Yeah, I can give you a couple of examples. For instance, I work with a printer company here in Canada. They wholesale parts across Canada and list all the dealers that are uh, repair depots that use their parts. Well, three out of the number there do not have nothing more than an email address. The rest of the websites look like they were built in the 90s and forgot about. So, yeah, adoption in Canada, the big companies get it, small business, not so much. Mikkel, over in uh, in Denmark, and I guess uh, Europe as a, as a whole, has the turn affected internet business? Well, that there's uh, there's like one big misconception there in your question uh, i think um and and this is this is something that i that i've over the years have have tried to teach americans and canadians for that matter um you know there is no europe <laughs> um, a lot of americans think that there is a europe but uh, but the fact is, you know, we, we have a geographical Europe, of course, you know, we, you know, more or less have a political united Europe. And, you know, there are some people that dream that we one day are going to get a United States of Europe. But from a marketing point of view, the fact remains that there is no Europe and there are no Europeans. There are Danes, there are Swedes, there are Norwegians, there are Germans. And they're not even, you know, they're not even Great Britons, you know. Some people think that, oh, Ireland or Wales, that's just part of Great Britain, right? Don't say that to the Irish people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we know, you know a couple of them. Bible to find your car in pieces. <laughs> and then, then I often hear Americans say, oh, but it's the same thing in America because we have different states and the culture is very different in the different states. Yeah, that's, that's true, but it's really very, very, very different in Europe. You know, it's different countries. I mean, you know, up until very recently, we, we were fighting each other in wars after wars after wars. You know, it's only like the, the past 60 years that's been relatively peaceful. So, so we are very different. We have different languages. We have different cultures. We sing different songs. We have different laws. 
we know we laugh at different things. Uh, so there's a lot of very, very different things about our, our countries, beside the fact that we, of course, speak different languages. So getting, getting uh, back to your question, it's very different when you look at the different countries in Europe. Denmark have actually, and the same thing goes for, for the other Scandinavian countries, uh, Sweden, and Norway, and Finland, have actually got through this crisis extremely well. We're still on a, a, a total unemployment rate that is just about 3%, wow. which is not really bad. I mean, of course, some companies closed down. You know, we, you know some people did lose and, their and, jobs. And I, I don't, don't you think at some point that, that it even drove dollars online, meaning, you know, as people cut back on, on TV ads and, and print ads and things like that, it, it drove actually drove some more revenues for SEOs or, or more contracts online that may not have been there? I mean, we, we had a, like like most uh, uh, countries in the Western world, we had, of course, over the past 10 years, an incredible increase in online spendings and purchases. But but even during the, the, the recession, um, because we, we totally also had kind of a recession here, we still seen a very a big increase in online spendings. Like, give me give you an example. Um, last Christmas, um, we had... 20% more spendings online in Christmas sales than we had the year before. And that is, that is during a time of, of recession. So, so, of course, that is, that is very dramatic to have a 20% increase in online spendings. And that, of course, reflects on marketing as well. Because, I mean, businesses are not stupid. If more people start buying their, their, their Christmas presents online, these businesses also spend more money on marketing their stuff online and building better websites and stuff. So, so I mean, we're still in our small business here, the, the online and the SEO business, we're still, you know, kind of protected and, and kind of in a, in a corner. That's, you're absolutely right, uh, uh, Michael. That's something I think most Americans don't get. Most North Americans don't get. For me, it's perfectly normal to take on a client from the United States. It's a uh, totally different country, very different traditions, very different uh, uh, legal system. But we do speak the same language and we are, you know, children of the of we're both children of Great Britain, um, although one was a rebellious one and one was an obedient one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you would never get you would un, be it would be unlikely for you to get a contract from Sweden. Yeah, it's it's actually uh, a lot of a lot of uh, Danish companies that that um, that want to expand into other countries. It's actually often easier for them to expand into the UK or the German market or the American market, uh, for that matter, than it is to go to um, Swedish uh, or Norwegian market. Uh, you know, even though the Scandinavians are culturally more similar to um, to you know, let's say the Danish and the, the Greek or the Danish and the, and the Spanish or Italians, uh, there's still, you know, big differences in, 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 in many ways. Um, we still have different courses, different uh, laws. Uh, Norway is not even part of uh, Euro the European Union. Uh, so there are, there are big differences. Now, I, I'm going to jump in here with a question. I guess this one, uh, just because of the nature of it, is going to be directed more at the, the, a couple of the, the Canadians here. Um, and it's just, um, you, you'd mentioned, I think, Terry, it was you who had mentioned that um, business was expanding, gain, based on, you know, sort of Canadian understanding and, and a growing understanding of, um, you know, sort of SEO and, and the environment. Now, with this, do you think this is in part due to the, the loss of business from America? Is it an inherent growth in understanding or is it a, a growth in understanding because these American companies are taking our business? We need to expand our market into the U.S. to, to try and gather some of that business ourselves. And so 
thus it it grows from there. Um, well, it's, I'll just go in order of, of Skype here. I'll, I'll ask that back to Terry, but then we're going to move on to Chris, David, and then Tony. Yeah, to some degree. Uh, most of the companies that I work with, their uh, their main market is local, but they can also sell all over the world. The printer company, for instance, they uh, have really unique parts that they have people coming from Japan to buy stuff from them because they're the only place where that is listed the uh, part online because they've got parts almost back to the first machines that these companies made. They're over 20 years old, so uh, lots of stuff. It's uh, I think it, the adoption thing is about money, i.e. advertising budgets, and Canadian businesses, in my opinion, just don't spend a lot of money on marketing. Chris, do you have any any thoughts on the subject? Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely there's always been a traditional, uh, I guess, general sense of uh, Canadians kind of uh, not being as aggressive as, uh, as our U.S. counterparts uh, in terms of our marketing marketing budgets. I do believe that has shifted in, uh, over, over the past few years. I think education uh, in the Canadian market has increased. I think the access to... Uh, the right, you know, SEO metrics uh, to prove out, you know, why their budget should be a little bit bigger than what they are right now. Uh, people are really starting to get it in Canada that, you know, Google.ca search results are way different than Google.com search results. And uh, I think there's been a general misunderstanding at the C level or the business management level where the influences of them being logged into Gmail and seeing their web results being, you know, I'm, I'm ranking number one in Google.ca, but in reality, they're not even being found uh, in Google.com. I think that education has gotten gotten across to the C-level people, and so their budgets are increasing. Uh, we've seen it at G-Shift Labs. We we're more of a, we're an SEO software company providing software to agencies that are doing the work. Uh, so most of my uh, insight is really talking to the heads of the agencies that are providing these services. Yeah, uh, you know, I, again, they, they, I think there's almost, you know, a lag time that I, there always was, even in the web development world as well as SEO with, with Canadian companies. But um, I think between marketing departments and larger corporations getting more savvy or, or hiring more, you know, SEO savvy people, so they, they've started to bump up. And, and I think a lot also probably with the, the rise of local, you know, it became more accessible and, and, and localized businesses here in Canada would start, you know, realizing there's opportunities to get in there as, as local packs and things like that grew. You know, they're like curious, well, how did they get in there? And, and it's almost like keeping up with the Joneses and seeing what your competitors are doing. And a slow osmosis kind of happened over the years, you know. And Tony, what have you found? Yeah, I agree with uh, a lot of what they're saying, and I, I think another factor in this is that the, uh, the U.S. market is at least ten times bigger than the Canadian market. So you have a lot more people that were involved in the earlier years down there than than up here. But the biggest thing that we found in our experience in dealing with U.S. clients and dealing with Canadian clients, especially in the beginning, and you got to remember that SEO is older than Google. And so in the beginning, Canadians were just much more skeptical, and it was much more difficult to close a sale with a Canadian client than it was with an American client. Americans were quite aggressive and knew what they wanted and just dove in. 
and we didn't find that in Canada. But I, and again, that's all changing because, like you said, because of local, because of the awareness, because of um, you know Canadians being more aggressive you know, marketing wise. Yeah. And Tony, did, did you have something to add to that? That Are was you? Tony. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Jim. Jump back. That's the Jim that's doing all that typing in the background. <laughs> yeah, playing ink. Well, there was there was actually <laughs> got me thinking about um, Google Plus, and I'm curious, Mickle, has Google Plus changed? The uh, the game in that much as it's changed the game in North America. Well, it you know it, it's probably kind of the same. I wouldn't I wouldn't personally say that that it has changed the game so much yet. Uh, I'm still you know waiting to see the outcome. Of course, you know there is uh, the the the. the immediate implications that, that we all see and, and that is pretty much the same uh, I guess around the world but also the um, the adaption, adaption in, in, in terms of usage is, uh, is still extremely low and it's very segmented uh, you know that there's, it's, it's very it's very different from um, from the uh, usage that we see on uh, on Facebook uh, especially Facebook uh, it's a it's a very narrow or very very segmented type a group of people that 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 are using Google Plus. Even though, of course, we all got got forced more or less to have a, a Google Plus account. Um, most people actually don't know that they have one, and even the people that know they have one are not using it a lot. And uh, companies here are very slow to adapt to it. Um, I have a, 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 a I'm, I'm teaching a class, a master class in in SEO, and and the last class that I have going right now. Uh, a bunch of, of, of small companies or mid-sized companies. What they all say is, yeah, is like, well, you know, we, we more or less, you know, got it worked out with Facebook. You know, we're just starting uh, trying to figure it out with Twitter. We really don't have time, you know, for another. <laughs> you know, we, we, we you know, it, we're a small business. You know, we cannot have a full-time person, you know, dealing with, with, with all these social medias. We need to, we need to focus. And, uh, and the fact still remains that, that, from a pure marketing point of view, not counting in the SEO uh, implications, the impact of Google Plus is just extremely low still. Um, we have, of course, in Denmark, an extremely high uh, penetration of Facebook. In fact, we have uh, more Facebook um, users than we have households. Um, Denmark actually used to be um, the country with the, with the biggest um, uh, with the highest number of uh, of Facebook accounts per per um, per capita, and we're still um, LinkedIn is uh, is uh, Denmark is uh, the, the the country with the biggest penetration of all countries in the world. Uh, so so those two media's are, are definitely so much more widely used. Um, of course, you know there is the the, the direct uh, effect that it has on SEO, and of course we're trying to teach people to use it, but it's just people are kind of giving up on it a little bit. You know, there's an interesting, uh, interesting thought here. We're going to have to go to break in a second, but before we do, I just want to get this thought in. If there is a serious flaw in Google's plan, see, Google marketed G Plus as a social network originally, and it's only in the last um, six months or so that they've come out and said, "Well, really, this is an identity engine um, core to core to our, our our new ranking formulas." 
if there is a serious flaw in their plan, a chink in their armor, it's got to be the nation states like Denmark. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, as you explained, uh, Michael, a fragmented Europe. Um, if you don't get a lot of user adoption from this specific language group, then this, you know, all the data from the countries around them, well, that, that's, it's going to be different. They're going to be acting, acting with the web differently, reacting differently, behaving differently. So if you have this, like, hole in your data net, um, and if I, I imagine if there's not adoption of, of Google Plus in Denmark, there's at least one, if not more, if not more holes in the data network. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Well, folks, watch Google+. Plus. Watch it closely. It's a Google product. You never know what's going to happen with it. And <laughs> two, we, got, we have another 20 minutes with, uh, with, with, with this group of, uh, of international SEOs coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate display media or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Face of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algorithm. That ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Deeds. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO uh, with, as always, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Uh, we got, you know what, I'm not even going to list them. We're just going to pay attention. We'll list them all at the end because we got a whole whack of people and too, uh, too little time to chat with them all about some stuff here. Uh, I want to jump straight in because I, I like to, to get some action, uh, action points for uh, people looking at international, looking at other markets, or, or looking at ways uh, to, to really focus in on their own markets. Uh, I'm just going to go through. 
through the list. If we can only do uh, one thing today, you know, you're just going, okay, you want to expand into another market. Um, here's the thing you should do first. Um, going through, and I'm sure there's going to be some different answers, but what would be the one thing you would tell them to do today if they wanted to expand into a different market? Um, let's start with Terry. Terry's mic is shut off, too, apparently. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Dave. Uh, first thing I do, probably tell them to get a uh, a domain in that country. Okay. All right. Michael? I think that plays a big well, part, mainly because uh, Google uh, defaults usually to the country uh, index for people from that country. So that's a very important part, in my opinion. That's how... Well, Hreflang, Hreflang Lang X. Come on, Terry. <laughs> More Google code for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the canonical and a few other the dandies. <laughs> yeah, speed up your up pages, but here's some more code to put in. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Don't bloat your pages. Make them lightning fast, but here's All right, some we're wondering, sorry. Stuff. <laughs> no. uh, but I was an advantage to having a, uh, your server local and serving that from that place. I would totally contradict that. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely not what I see here. First of all, it's it's not true that Google defaults to local domains. Absolutely not. Second thing, a lot of a lot of countries you cannot buy a local domain like Norway. You need to have a company, and you can only buy a domain in that company name. You cannot buy product names. You cannot well, buy brand no. names or anything like that. So it's it's totally not like that. Um, a, a very very big portion of Danish uh, commercial uh, websites are run on on .net or .org or .com. Of course, a lot of them on .com. So you totally contradict that. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't play any kind of role actually. Um, no, I would say the most important thing if you want to market to a, a, a different country, let's just say one of the European countries, and especially this is addressed to the Americans, get a goddamn passport and go there visit the country <laughs> sit down yeah i mean that you, you cannot market yourself to a country that you've never been to in my opinion go there speak to the people there sit down you know get yourself invited into some private homes and see how people use the internet how they shop what 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 you know challenges they have especially the kind of challenges they have with shopping on international websites because there's a lot of them, like like one really good example of, of the challenges we have in, in different countries here is that in a web shop, very often you have required fields for filling out your order. Did you know, for instance, that a lot of uh, European countries, they don't have zip codes? You know, a lot of countries, they don't use zip codes. So if you make zip codes the required fields, there's no way for us to shop there. And, and even, you know, there's some, you know, normally an address is like a street name and a number, zip code and a and a city and a country, but it's not always like that. A lot of countries, they don't use street names and numbers. They use an area, a description of the area. You know, like, and that, that's the same thing for a lot of other countries around the world. Yeah, uh, it depends around. if we're talking SEO or we're talking marketing in general, uh, Jim and Dave. Uh, yeah, but SEO doesn't, doesn't really help. No, I'm just saying, I would approach it algorithmically. <laughs> I would approach it, you know, I'm a patent guy, and that's kind of how I approach things algorithmically, and, and I don't know which kind of sing- signals they're looking for locally. So, you know, to a degree, I agree that you can rank .com on, on various other other. You know, uh, uh, Google D or Google, you know, Co UK or whatever. Um, you can do that because you, you're if you're sending the right proper signals and other elements that Google picks up. If you're, uh, you know, cite- citations and doing localized things that identify that branch of your company or, or whatever. Um, 
so you know that that but you're going to see a dot de too often in google.com yeah, not too often you know what i mean so the inverse probably isn't as much true but again on an seo level i'm i'm, I'm looking at it at what signals do they pick up to geographically place things you know you look at dell or yeah, somebody and, and, and dell has google all their stuff on the domain server side. but you know, Dell still has all their stuff uh, broken uh, into domains on different local. countries. So. No, but country GLD is one of the weakest signals. That is a fact. Country GLD is one of the weakest. Again, and, again, and uh, like I'm signals. saying, I'm not even waiting signals at the moment. I just approach things through the various different signals that they do pick up. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but why why uh, uh, why it all focus on the weakest signals? I would rather, as I know, focus on the strong signals that that matters that make your site rank. Yeah. See, I would rather focus on all the signals. <laughs> Forget if they're weak or strong. I want <laughs> them all. Start somewhere with the website and setting that up somewhere is the best point. Uh, the, you know, it's what, uh, one of the first decisions you have to make. Gentlemen, I think we might be looking at apples and oranges here. I think. Yeah, I think so. Act differently. In, in Denmark or in uh, Scandinavia or in Europe than it does in America or in Canada. Um, local search is so important here that French uh, based on .com, .ca, .net, or .org. Um, although .com in Canada, if you, if you want to rank on Google.ca, it very much helps to have a .ca top level. Oh yeah, that for may sure. be different. In, that may be different in Denmark. We uh, Google is known to shake things well, up. Place and to place. that's what I was saying in the chat room, Jim. Is I think any SEO that's looking to expand his market into other markets, meaning taking on clients from other other geographical locations, it it's a it is extremely well known fact that that Google algorithms do vary. You know, I mean, different weights and different thresholds and different things, or even rollouts of stuff, Terry, right? Things would roll out in yeah, the common states, and then you'd see it roll out in CA, and, well, co-UK, then later AU and CA and whatever. Um, even algorithms were rolled out at different times. So it, you may have one strategy that you're doing here in Canada for your clients, and to try and take that strategy and replicate it now in the States or in Australia or in co-UK or anywhere else, you almost need to know the nuances of Google, and how it operates slightly different in those areas too. It's you can't just uh, cookie cutter your approaches with Canadian clients and take it to, to the other other versions of Google and expect it to work. And that thing is unique that Mickle was making when he said, "If you really want to market in a different area, get thyself a passport and go learn about that area." Yeah, on but the can I really tell that to you know? Can can how many people can really do that? Oh, you really have to market to the cultural differences. You can't market to to the domain or, or even the locality. You have to market to you know how they search, the trends, the keywords they use, their behavior. The, the cultural aspect is what you need to market to. Right, and, and and a lot of times, again, if you're not dealing with a major corporate client, you're dealing with smaller ones in a different uh, country, you, you have to lean on the, the client themselves to help you understand some of these things. If you're Again, if you're a small or medium-sized SEO company trying to do this kind of thing, I think that was kind of the premise that Jim and Dave were going after, that I, I think you're going to have – you can't afford, oh, okay, you know, give me two grand and I'll fly out there for a week, you know, uh, on your $500-month <laughs> contract. Well, that's and, not a feasible idea. Right? And just no, but, but my clear, I wasn't talking about what I would do myself. I'm saying if a client came to me and said, say, I want to get into the U.K., what would be the first thing I would do for SEO like just do what you're doing now like uh, get visible 
it's always about that with SEO. It's how visible you are. Look at you asked earlier what got his clients. Uh, visibility is the key in every one of them. Right tight on to questions left in this segment. I want to throw another, another quick question subject area in here. In North America, at any rate, there is a push for SEO firms to start taking on larger uh, areas of responsibility. They uh, do social media work. In, uh, in some cases, assume the role of a mainstream advertising company in the digital realm. I'm seeing that in my business, a great deal of pressure from some of my clients. How about you guys? Is, uh, is that present in other parts of the Canadian market? And is that present in Denmark? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but we've been doing that for, 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 for many years. Uh, uh, a, a social, you know, play a very integrated part of, of, um, of your online presence and, and, and how, how much it influences uh, on SEO. It's a very natural thing to, to – I, I don't think there's any good SEO companies over here that, that don't do social uh, as well. Okay. We only have a couple more minutes, my mistake. We have a news break coming up. So, uh, Chris, how about you in, in, uh, in G-Shift? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I mean, uh, Mikhail, uh, a lot of companies are doing uh, SEO uh, and social media. I think it's just a natural evolution. Uh, with the agencies that we work with, uh, we're seeing that being mixed in with PR, uh, blogging, content writing. Yeah. Uh, I would say even marketing automation kind of uh, uh, services mapped into it. So I think the SEO company today is challenged to... Uh, grow grow and offer more services to stay to stay in front of the pack this has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm the world's largest business to business radio and podcast network we welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24 7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.